0: talk live welcome to the program here you can join us the number for you is 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 coming up tonight artificial intelligence is it further along than they might want you to believe we've got a pretty interesting uh, bit of news about that both you and
1: i You're are lucky you? if you can manage artificial stupidity
2: And I love the subject of AI, man. (laughs) It's such a complicated issue. And humans aren't really ready to have a conversation about how complex Mm -hmm. the issue really is. But it's a good subject. Always worth talking about.
0: Yeah, we're going to get into it. It is Ian here, by the way. And nobody. And Aria. So there's that story. um, But another story, Aria, that you and I both had uh, is, of course, what's going on in the world of cryptocurrency. And in just the last 24 hours alone, the price of Bitcoin has Tumbled from twenty-seven thousand dollars to as low as just over twenty-two thousand dollars. So this is the this is the lowest Bitcoin's been in well less than two years. Uh, so yeah. we're we're back to twenty twenty price levels here. I mean, it point.
2: does suck. I mean, it, it's true that you know Bitcoin has been worse, and it's only a is only down relative to a certain you know time frame. And if you sure. look back three years or whatever, it's actually up, it's up but, quite a bit
0: from three years ago. Yeah.
2: Jesus, it it is down. I mean, See, let, let's just be real.
1: It it is down, but the thing is, it never should have been what it was. Hmm. Um, and that that to me is the story. I think the Bitcoin price has been the single biggest threat. To crypto, because Bitcoin has become a distraction from everything that crypto is supposed to be, according to Satoshi's vision.
2: Well there's still Bitcoin cash, and Monero yeah, and others. Yeah, and all
1: those things matter. But Bitcoin BTC is nothing but a hype machine and it's it hasn't been anything but a hype machine since 2017. Yeah, but we it's all useful. know that it will never carry transactions. Yeah, but it's useful for being a hype train. You know,
2: it's useful uh, but for But the getting thing people is, the hype
1: it. is not supposed to be the project. The project is supposed to be producing something Useful that people can use. And BTC is cash. not that. And therefore, BTC never deserved the pricing that it had. And I personally think that this has been a gigantic pump and dump hmm. by the Federal Reserve to really? discredit crypto. To, to put everybody's idea of what crypto is into some kind of a worthless image of digital gold that you mm-hmm. can't spend. That's silly. They had NFTs use. for that. Huh?
2: NFTs did that job way better well, than the
1: value... Collapse of but the thing did. is, we all knew from the beginning that NFTs were crap. Uh, the three NFTs of us are did. nonsense, and they're obviously nonsense. They're not going to get anybody sophisticated involved. You, well, okay. not true at all.
2: Uh, Seth Green just got his NFT back. He paid two hundred sixty thousand. He's building a show based off
1: NFTs. Huge numbers of people got involved with NFTs. Well, I I may be wrong, but I have not seen. Uh, Anybody with, with with technical chops say, oh, yeah, NFTs are great. Because the bottom line is... W- well, somebody with technical chops was programming it.
2: Yeah, that's, that's maybe. It. But, it, by uh, definition, someone programmed the, the capacity for NFTs to exist. The
0: people with the technical chops were the ones that said, oh, this is a way to make some quick money. And so they yeah. put the platforms out there and, you know, sort of like the guys that made all the money in the gold and silver uh, booms out West by selling pickaxes and maps. Uh, the yeah. people that, that put yeah. together the NFT platforms weren't buying NFTs. They were just creating the platforms on which yeah. people could buy and sell NFTs and taking Th- a cut. Right. There's
1: absolutely no, I, I don't, I've never seen any any indication of what owning an NFT buys you. It buys you a url i think so maybe and somebody might have an image at that url which you can look at and so can anybody else (laughs) so what have you gained but but that's that's not not the the point the point is in in my opinion for a while and i think my comments on the show have reflected it btc is the biggest threat to crypto out there Hmm. um and i I really want to see people out of BTC. Um, I think it. I think it's it's fall is a healthy thing, and per, per, I hope it goes to zero. Uh, While well, crypto still has some credibility left.
0: So the uh, the thing right now with BTC is in the last 24 hours, it looks like it might have been sometime during the uh, overnight, maybe or late yesterday. Um probably as the price of Bitcoin BTC started to fall, and of course, most of the time when when Bitcoin goes up or when Bitcoin goes down, the rest of the market kind of goes along with it. So they do tend else, to follow it. Yeah, everything yeah. else is getting pummeled. That's right the now. thing
1: that needs to change is yeah. BTC needs to decouple from the actual useful workaday uh Crypto. I, I don't hate BTC
2: nearly as much as you do. To me, it's fine. It, mm-hmm. it, it well, does. Well, I'll keep working on it. It it <laughs> it has a role in today's society that I recognize as being useful. No, it's not useful as a currency, but Ew. it does other things that make it useful. Like it it gets
1: people involved. It in gets it. hyped by the mainstream media. Every single one and of us they do that because they love us, us and they want say, us to say say be at successful. Least two right? Words
2: at some point, every huh? single one. You gotta let me say at least two words at some point. Every single one of us got into cryptocurrency because of BTC. Every single person out there,
1: with the exception of maybe a few,
2: got into cryptocurrency because of BTC. In
1: what way did you get into crypto as a result of BT- BTC more than you got into crypto as a result of BCH? They BTC were the same is the code reason that BCH
2: exists.
1: Huh? BTC is the reason that BCH
2: exists.
1: Or BCH is the reason that BTC exists. Who knows which one is the original and which one is not? Well, they're both the original exactly yeah so the question is silly why are you asking i'm i'm asking because btc is not the reason that bch exists btc and bch were the same thing until they split why did they split because btc is crap it's useless as a currency sure and that's what it is so it's useless to it's not a currency it's useless as a currency well exactly so it's useless so it should die Useless things don't need to live. <laughs> this mouse is useless as a currency. That doesn't mean it's garbage. It doesn't claim to be a currency. Also, I'd love well, to see you control your cursor with BTC. Are they saying
0: that Bitcoin is even a currency these days? Last I heard, they are, they've changed the marketing to being a quote-unquote store of value. Yeah, I've been saying yes, for years that BTC is
1: What does that
2: mean? You've been saying what now? I've been saying for years that BTC isn't a currency because I mean yeah. it is it
0: yeah and I I I felt, I kind of feel like I'm between the two of y'all on this like I definitely understand what you're saying, nobody, and that is Bitcoin BTC is useless for currency. Uh Uh, In fact, right now... So
1: to make that the exemplar of this is what a digital currency is, what's a digital currency? Well, it's something that's useless as a currency.
0: I don't think it's entirely useless, of course, because people are obviously still using it for things, um, even though the, the transaction fees are incredibly high. But on the other hand, I don't have any kind of special spot in my heart for it i mean a while it'd be great if all of a sudden it would be fixed and useful again i have no expectation that it's ever going to happen i appreciate where it came from but right now it's like okay What's next? Something needs to replace it, whether it be Bitcoin Cash or Monero or whatever, something we haven't even seen yet. Mm. There needs to be something that takes it down from its number one spot. And unfortunately, the market seems to be pretty irrational. So Mm. I don't think that people in the market and cryptocurrency are valuing the currency aspect of it. They're, mm-hmm. they're valuing the number-go-up aspect, and that's why everybody pours money into Bitcoin BTC. So we're not there exactly. yet. Exactly. Yeah, and the thing
1: yet. is, what that means is that money that goes into crypto isn't funding real useful crypto de- uh, uh, development. It's funding the hype machine that keeps BTC high.
0: Now, one thing that does drive people away from Bitcoin BTC is high fees. At least it should. And now we're seeing the return of those high fees. As of the last 24 hours, um, looking over at one of these mempool charts, the mempools back up big time. And that means there's a lot of transactions that are stuck and waiting to go through. So people are going to start...
2: What are fees looking like right now? They're over a dollar.
0: Oh, wow. uh,
1: Right now on uh, Bitcoin. And it's falling. Usually that only happens when it's rising.
0: There's more coming up here. Uh, It is Free Talk Live. Yeah! It is Free Talk Live. And you can join us here It's 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You want to learn about cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash? They will tell you all about it over at Bitcoin.com. Just click Get Started at the top of the page. And we've been saying for uh, for many weeks now that it might be a good time to start looking at these things, especially now it is at the lowest price that it has been. Bitcoin uh, is at the lowest price it has been in something like 18 months is what I saw today. So um, Still not low enough. Nobody believes it's going to keep going down. I've seen a lot of people on social media saying that it's going to go uh, below 10000 Of course, everybody has an idea of what they think is going to happen, what is in reality going to I'm, occur. I'm not
1: saying what I think is know. going to happen. I don't know what's going to mm-hmm. happen. I'm saying what i what i think should happen which is basically in the digital currency market the high the 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 biggest market capped digital currency should be a digital currency that's useful as a digital currency Currency. um and until that happens the market is guano loco
0: Yeah, I think that uh, the market is incredibly irrational and uh, likely will continue to be until people actually start to see cryptocurrency as a means for exchange.
1: Or until the morons who are only interested in hype get out. And well, stay out. Some for of those a while. people
0: are getting burned right now. So uh, well,
1: more power to them. I I hope they get burned well enough that they get out of the market and they stay out of the market. While we actually develop cryptos that work as cryptos.
0: If you're interested in learning about cryptocurrency again, like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, just head over to Bitcoin.com, and they will give you. All the info that you could uh, possibly absorb there, and uh, they're in video form, so it's pretty easy to uh, t- to get that over at Bitcoin.com. Click Get Started, or get the latest news headlines anytime you want over at news.bitcoin.com. What were you going to say, Aria?
2: I'm not even surprised by this. I, As you mentioned, the market isn't rational, and this is something that I really... Have paid attention to and really started noticing when the U.S. dollar appeared to get stronger or actually all the stocks, all the cryptocurrencies, everything relative to the USD began going down, which is just another way, except for the prices of goods and services, which obviously went up. But like stocks, everything like that is on the way down. Netflix Mm -hmm. is down 50 something percent. Bitcoin's now down like 60, 70 percent. That's the last thing that we would expect, but people are panic selling. They're freaking out because they don't they're uncertain and they're pulling their money into the one thing that they trust the most, which stupidly is the USD. So I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not surprised to see the value of Bitcoin dropping down to like $23,000. I wouldn't be surprised to see it go all the way to 5,000, but wow, that would be amazing. For anyone who wants to have long-term success and you really want to hedge your bets against the uncertainty going forward, Get into everything except the USD. People are panicking. So they're getting into the USD. They're doing the exact opposite of what they should be doing. People should be buying Mm. Bitcoin right now. But as we look at the min pool for Bitcoin, that's the number of transactions that are waiting around to be mined or completed by miners... A lot of these are probably people trying to get out of Bitcoin, which, in my opinion, is the opposite of, or get into whatever. Every sale is
1: one person trying to get out and the other person trying to get in. So you can't say there are more sells than buys or more buys than sells. They're always. But there's certain pressure on one end or the other. Yes.
2: But I mean, certainly, people should be buying stocks. They should be buying gold, buying Bitcoin. Instead, I don't know
0: if I would advise people buy stocks. Those are those are tied to the dollar.
2: Maybe, maybe, yeah. But the companies behind them. First of the all, we don't give think,
0: financial advice either way because we're not yeah. financial right. advisors. But I tend uh, to think
2: the companies behind some of these that they'd persist beyond the collapse of the dollar, like the Walmart. Even if they, even yeah. if you know the U.S. dollar completely collapses, there'll still be a company there. So I don't know about each the downside individual with There'd still but,
1: be a company, but the business model of Walmart. Is uh, there has to be a huge imbalance between the United States and China in order for for Walmart's business model to work? Because their model is basically buying things that are manufactured cheap in China and selling them in the United States. True.
0: Uh, the number, if you want to join us here, at 6160 The downside, of course, in uh, one of the downsides of stocks is it is entirely controlled by the government. So you are playing their game, and if they decide they want to freeze your portfolio or whatever and stop you from doing what you were doing, then they can do that. Remember all the crazy stuff that happened with the GameStop thing? Uh, yeah, a gold years and crypto ago? is definitely
2: better. Well, as I knew, didn't stocks used to be like actual sheets of paper that you could, you could trade. Yeah, that you had representing that this is the amount of stock that you own. That would have been
0: a long time ago. Yeah. I okay. Think they did have that at some
2: point. Well, it would be nice if we still had that. And that should serve as a good warning sign about why we should maintain a physical USD instead of moving that to all digital as well. So um, let's talk about
0: centralized things that are failing right now. So we, we already touched on the fact that the Bitcoin price is going down. But something that's also happening at the same time is there's a company named Celsius out there. Which has been in the headlines for some last few years. We we talked about them. I don't know within the last couple of years before the raid happened. I think
2: because yeah, crypto lending it, it's a good idea. If it's it, it was in theory for someone who had cryptocurrency and wanted to earn interest on that instead of just letting it sit there in their wallet.
0: Right. So the idea behind these companies like Celsius, another one of them, Nexo, which is its competitor, and there's others. Uh, They are a centralized finance company. So you might have heard of decentralized finance. Decentralized finance is the idea of getting finance out of the hands of centralized companies like banks and stockbrokers and these companies like like Celsius that offered a a fairly good return, in some cases as much as 10% or more on people who would deposit cryptocurrency with them. Now, I think you were only, at least when I was previously involved uh, in these, you know, I was just experimenting with them just to see, you know, what it was like. This sure. was before uh, we got raided last year that uh, they were offering, I think it was like 5% on Bitcoin. But you could, if you had yeah, stable coins with a, them, it was like 15. investment. If you had stable coins, it was like 15% or something like that. It was quite a bit. And so very, very attractive. And of course, almost sounds too good to be true, right? Now, For a while, the Ponzi scheme is going to work. Now, whether or not this is actually a Ponzi scheme, I don't know. Some of the critics would certainly say that it is. Uh, But, you know, eventually they're going to run out of money. And in a huge uh, downturn like we're seeing in the market right now, a lot of critics aren't surprised to hear that Celsius has... Paused their withdrawal ability on their website and many people believe that this is the beginning of the end for this of course we always we always said on the air when we talked about this not your keys not your coin yeah the the yields are very very nice and yes they were paying for a time but you don't hold your keys with these centralized uh, finance corporations you're handing it over to them just like when you hand your money over to a bank uh, you're putting it in somebody else's hands. And if they, you know, do the right thing with it or not, you have no control over that. And now they have apparently one point seven million customers whose accounts are frozen. They cannot oh, trade, re- they cannot withdraw on their platform.
2: Refresh my memory real quick on how this works. So someone would like borrow against their own cryptocurrency generally, right? Is that what this was? That's What's- one thing that you could okay. do. Or you so could just would-
0: set your crypto in there and let them lend it out to other people and then collect on right. uh on a
2: yield, so I could that. see why someone. I mean, the people who borrowed against their own cryptocurrency—that would be like they inserted one Bitcoin back when it was forty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and they were able to borrow twenty thousand dollars against it, or whatever, something like that. Yeah. And now that instead of paying that back, that Bitcoin is about to be liquidated, so they're trying That'll to withdraw to. it or something, or is...
0: well, whatever it is. The people that have crypto on on uh, on hold with this company cannot withdraw it at this time, and God knows how many billions of dollars that we're talking about here. Uh, the number six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty, 603-283-6160, and you can join us and bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live.
1: Do you feel like your country no longer holds your values?
0: And you can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, you've got Ian. Nobody. And Aria, And you can join us online as well at freetalklive.com. You can bring up anything you want here on the show. That's what we do. And don't forget, online, you can bring up stuff on our uh, social media platform. Go to social.freetalklive.com. You can interact with other Freetalk Live listeners. And some of the hosts of the show there. That's social.freetalklive.com. Coming up in July, the 13th through the 16th, Freedom Fest is back in Las Vegas at the Mirage. You can save 50 bucks off of your ticket by using code FTL50. This year's theme for the conference is Turning the Tide. It's an intense and rewarding four-day conference like no other, with big debates, world-class speakers, a film festival, social events, the trade show for liberty, and more. Uh, Mark Edge, our co-host, is going to be there. And speaking about locating liberty, you'll also get to see other big name speakers such as Art Laffer, Larry Sharp, Martha Bueno, Justin Amash, Spike Cohen, Glenn Beck, and even John Cleese is apparently going to be there this year. So big, big names over there at uh, Freedom Fest. He's not Fest.
1: quite dead. <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> he's going strong. Freedomfest.com. Uh, again, code FTL50 saves you 50 bucks there, and it's a huge event with thousands of people attending out there in Vegas. Once again, Freedom Fest. Dot com, code FTL 50 to save 50 bucks so uh, we're I wanted to get into a little more detail about this Celsius company and what is happening to them they sent out a notice last night to their users posting to their social media that they are quote unquote pausing withdrawals that's cold. Indeed, the uh, the unusual move comes as major cryptocurrencies plummeted over the weekend. This story from gizmodo.com and questions remain about whether Celsius will ever allow its
2: users to withdraw their money. They're centralized though. They can't get away with this crap. Why
1: why not? Well, I mean, they they can. It's called bankruptcy. Yeah. Why wouldn't they? It
2: seems okay. Well, is it the whole reason that companies don't want to centralize is because then they have the federal government coming after them when they shenanigans like this
0: if the federal government comes after them they're not going to get any money out of a group that has lost everything Mm -hmm.
2: i don't know that the owners will have lost everything the users the customers certainly
1: but the owners don't matter you see the way a corporation works is your corporation can rob the world blind for years and years and years and you can get filthy rich off it and when the corporation goes uh goes bankrupt You say, oh, okay, that corporation is dead. I have no responsibility for what it did. It's a separate person. Mm -hmm. So put the corporation to death and I'll walk away with all of the money we stole from you. That's the corporate veil. That is what makes the whole concept of the corporation uh, anathema to free markets.
2: Yeah, good point. I
1: I hadn't considered
2: that.
0: And I don't know where they're based out of. I don't know if they're based in Europe or or the U.S. or whatever. So that could come into play as far as what "quote unquote" jurisdiction uh, that they're in. But when it all said and done, the people that are going to get hurt the most, of course, are the are the users. And we don't mm-hmm. know how much how much money's worth of cryptocurrency is in their vaults. Uh, but according to their press release, quote: due to extreme market conditions, today we are announcing Celsius is pausing all withdrawals, swap, and transfers between accounts. We're taking this action today to put Celsius in a better position to honor over time its withdrawal obligations.
2: It sounds yeah. like they they were experiencing, for all intents and purposes, a run on mm-hmm. the bank. That's right. And they said, yeah, we they don't said, have any on. more money, so hmm. you can't withdraw anymore. That's their, it like.
1: their business model clearly was predicated on the price of bitcoin Going continuing up. to go up yep. and you know that that's not a sensible business model
0: another major cryptocurrency exchange or uh, sorry multiple i guess exchange platforms including the biggest exchange out there binance halted withdrawals for bitcoin today oh that's not good claiming the stoppage was quote due to a stuck transaction causing a backlog now
1: i they all made that same
0: claim no that's what the binance guy i mean
1: i could see that
2: based on the mempool I, i i could sort of see that and he did to his
0: credit the guy that runs binance his name is cz and i follow him on uh, on twitter and he did actually cite the exact transaction uh that was uh, apparently stuck and it was stuck since like 2 this morning and i saw the the tweet you know this afternoon so it was it was is, held up for at least 12 hours why
1: why is it stuck is it in the mempool is it stuck only because the mempool is full to the brim or is it stuck It's Uh,
0: still stuck. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, They paid 11 satoshis or 11.4 satoshis per byte. So it's just there's not enough fee. They didn't pay a high enough fee to get it put through. Is it big? 20-something Bitcoin. And they paid an 11 satoshi That's not that big for Binance, though. It's probably just one of many of their withdrawal orders or something like that.
1: I guess the question is, why does it matter? That's a good question. I
0: don't know. That's just their excuse. Uh, And I haven't gotten into the details about why they're saying this, uh, but that's what they're saying, and that particular transaction is still... Uh, on hold. It's been up up there since two this morning. So this is this is, goes back to the discussion we we're having at the beginning mm-hmm. of the show, where if you want to see people leave Bitcoin BTC, they're gonna have to have a bad time. And right, right. now, it's a bad time to be transacting on Bitcoin yeah. BTC. The fees are high. Yeah, and this and could if you up don't up pay a weeks. high fee, you get you get placed on hold. Yeah. Sorry.
1: And if you're investing in a cryptocurrency that isn't useful as a cryptocurrency, sooner or later, you're gonna have a bad time. Mm.
2: This could take weeks to resolve. If I remember correctly, it takes like two weeks for something to get kicked out of the mempool. If it, uh, yeah. if it doesn't get confirmed by any miners in the meantime... It'll it,
0: probably go through in you know the next couple days or something like that, but yeah, it could be weeks.
2: If the transaction fee goes down, it could go through. But
1: why would that one transaction constipate the whole system or at least all of Binance's system?
2: It could be that they want to process their outgoing transactions in the in a certain order for their accounting mm-hmm. purposes, or I, could I, I don't well, being know. Being an
1: IT professional, there's lots of things that I would like to happen with my data, but I'm not going to put my business operations on hold until they happen because maybe they never will.
0: Yeah, it could just be an excuse too,
1: right? It could, yeah, it could be. It could just it could just be an excuse. Um, but this comes back to the important thing
0: that we talked about earlier: whether your Bitcoin is on hold with a company called Celsius, one of these central loan companies, uh, or it's on hold with a, uh, a, a centralized exchange. Your, they have control over your coins. If they let you have them, great. But if they decide not to, whether it's because the government comes to them and tells them they can't or whether it's because of some quote-unquote technical issue or it's because they really don't have the money and they don't have the Bitcoin, they've been loaning it out or something like that without your knowledge and they just figured there wouldn't be a bank run and now they have to to freeze your account. So this, this is what people are
1: dealing with right now. And that's a big question with all of the exchanges is do they have the money that they claim to have? Well, Do they have the coin that they claim to have?
0: Well, in some cases, you know, with like Bitcoin, it's public. And so you can go and look at their exchange wallets so you can see right. what they ostensibly have. Uh, but uh, going on here, they, what are the terms of use that Celsius referenced? Because they talked about how they activated a clause ...in their terms of use that will allow for these uh, the freezing of the accounts. For one thing, they allow Celsius to halt all trading, as they've already done. They also explicitly Good say... Good
2: Lord, I can't... I know... I, I've never read any of the terms and services of any of the cryptocurrency exchanges that I've used, but I like to think... I would have noticed one of them says, hey... For any reason, we can halt all incoming and outgoing I transactions. How would that. you notice it them? without
1: reading the uh, terms of...
2: Well, I said I would like to think. I, I didn't say that.
0: They all would have that. They okay. all have
2: total control yeah. over your funds. They'll
0: yeah, do whatever I, they want.
1: I would imagine that that's a standard clause yeah. um, and that it just exists everywhere so nobody notices. It.
0: Further, they also explicitly say that if Celsius goes bankrupt, you might not get access to any of your money ever again. Uh, and then they actually... Claim that, oh, the FC, FDIC prevents that for traditional banks. So, this is obviously a pro government. Uh, Piece here by gizmodo well Well, i mean
1: yes the fdic stands ready to give the banks as much of your money as they need in order to bail them out Mm -hmm. so they can so you can give them your money back or so they can give you your money back meaning all that means is you get robbed anyway in your capacity as a taxpayer instead of getting robbed as in your capacity as a uh, well they socialize
0: the robbery exactly
1: exactly so you can't escape it the number
0: 6032836160 if you want to join us here as people are trying to get out of cryptocurrency many of the companies are saying nope you can't withdraw This is Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. It's Ian Nobody and Aria in the studio here tonight. We're talking about what is happening in the world of cryptocurrency with a huge crash going on in just the last 24 hours. Uh, Bitcoin price down from about twenty seven thousand to just over twenty two thousand dollars, and as a result, some of these centralized finance companies. Is like, that
1: it?
2: It only went it. from twenty seven to twenty. It feels like it's worse than that. that that's that, that, a big drop. I mean, five thousand, sure, that that's big, but I don't know. It it just felt like it was more severe.
0: It's like eleven or something, twelve. Per- 12% drop in 24 hours. I mean that's pretty common for Bitcoin to to swing like this. And that's why people that are like you know we got these haters that are in our YouTube chat room that they just they sit in there every single night and they hate on us <laughs> for talking about crypto. And so of course they're doing a lot of grave dancing right now like
2: oh yeah crypto's dead again. And,
0: yeah. And, and what's the website there's like a website that has tracked the hundreds we looked
2: at it recently like, There's like bitcoin obituary or something something like, like that.
0: that or bitcoin is dead or whatever uh, but they track all of these proclamations in mainstream media that bitcoin is
2: dead and 99bitcoins.com says it's been declared 400 plus times that's just in mainstream media of course i mean yeah. if you include all of the lunatics out there like uh cynthia or whatever bitcoin is a scam (laughs) this person by the way one of the people you're talking about they named themselves bitcoin is a scam and they're there every Every single night night listening to the show and we know they listen because every time we mention bitcoin they draw a smiley face mocking us so these are dedicated haters
0: that very person says ian was so sure about bitcoin and as it plummets the narrative shifts
1: Well, I hope you've been listening and hearing me say for months and months and months and months that Bitcoin is crap.
0: Well, anybody that has been listening to this show for long enough knows the history of Bitcoin includes ups and downs. And many of the downs are pretty harsh downs. All you have to do is zoom out and then go all the way back to, I believe it was 2013, and in fact, if you were to pull up that chart for uh, for 2013, late in 2013, the Bitcoin price, if I recall, went up to over $1100 per coin at the time. And at that time, everybody was just riding sure. high, man, because that was the, the new record high uh, for Bitcoin in 2013, and of course, it crashed down to, you know, 200 bucks or something like that, and it took years for Bitcoin to recover to uh, more than eleven hundred dollars, I believe it didn't come back until like twenty seventeen or something like that. So- I mean, we
2: saw this when it hit its peak, its previous peak of like twenty one, twenty three thousand, whatever it was. I don't remember the exact number now, but it almost immediately fell back down to like seven, 000, eight thousand dollars. Well, not immediately, but over a few months, and then it took years to yeah. get back up to twenty three thousand. Then it kept climbing to sixty six thousand or whatever the most recent highest is. So we all knew. Anybody who watches this knows that the back and forth is common, and, right. the t- and now we're experiencing a low tide.
0: And we don't ever know. You never know how low it's going to go. And uh, but it it has seemed to have had this pattern over time. Now there's no guarantee the pattern will continue. This could be the end, as nobody had suggested earlier that it never recovers, mm-hmm. that it goes, keeps on going down, and then other things take its place, other better. Cryptocurrencies.
1: Take it's cryptocurrencies place. that are actually cryptocurrencies.
2: Yeah. That could happen. I don't know uh, what's going to happen, but I will speculate that the people who changed their eyes on their Facebook and Twitter profiles to have laser eyes in anticipation of Bitcoin hitting one hundred thousand dollars. Well, I would suggest they're probably going to have laser eyes for a very, very long, long time. time. <laughs> I'm thinking it's going to be a few years at least before Bitcoin is back at the sixty six thousand and then it will break a hundred thousand, but I think it's going to be a long road,
1: yeah, it's hard to say i i'm i I would be very surprised if Bitcoin ever hit a hundred thousand. Well, I think I would not be surprised if BCH hit a hundred thousand.
0: I think that the market, as uh, irrational and not not valuing crypto for currency aspects, at least at the moment, means Bitcoin will probably come back. But again, we can all sit here and speculate. We have no idea what is going to happen in the future. But right now, those people that do have Bitcoin and they wanted to get out, they're having a tough time because some of these companies are literally shutting down withdrawals. That's what we're talking about with the company called Celsius. They, quote unquote, paused withdrawals last night, uh, citing their terms of use, which say, quote, in the event that Celsius becomes bankrupt – enters liquidation or is un- otherwise unable to repay its obligations any eligible digital assets used in the earn service that's people who've deposited crypto with them trying to get a APR
1: do they spell that uh, E A R N or U R N E-A-R-N. Okay.
0: (laughs) Or as collateral under the borrow service may not be recoverable, and you may not have any legal remedies or rights in connection with Celsius's obligations to you other than your rights as a creditor of Celsius under any applicable laws. Which means that if they go bankrupt and they are liquidated, you may... At best, get pennies on the dollar for what you had on the, deposit. And
2: mm-hmm. that may very well be what's happening. The article I have here is from The Verge. It's on the same subject. It points out, for instance, Celsius borrowed $500 million from Tether, the dollar-pegged stablecoin. The original loan was for $1 billion, apparently, but it got down to $500 million. The loan is collateralized in Bitcoin, though. If Bitcoin drops, which it has... Then Tether gives them a margin call and they have to give Tether more
1: Bitcoin. Mm. Now, there's also a possible contagion there because the question is if, if Tether takes a bath on that loan um, and can't, uh, and it can get its collateral back or it can liquefy its collateral, but its collateral is no longer worth what it thought it was worth, does that render Tether? insolvent that's an excellent um,
0: question here's the other question about tether that people have been asking for a long time and for listeners that don't know tether well, is a,
1: the other question about tether was was it ever solvent correct
0: uh tether is the world's largest what they call stable coin it's purportedly backed by dollars or dollar equivalents so-called and they've never shown an audit apparently they've they've never actually proven that they have what they say that they have and so a lot of the people who are critics of tether um, have been pointing out there's a guy on uh, twitter called Bitfinixt who has been following and just harping on tether for for years now he's a really interesting uh, account to follow if you want to hear somebody that's not all like cheers and joy when it comes to uh to crypto a uh, very kind of sobering account to look at he would probably say or she or whoever it is would probably say that that 500 million dollars that tether loaned celsius was probably created out of thin air in the first place
2: I mean that's probably true. Yeah. I have
0: They're no reason to trust tether. Things. They're There's... just issuing the, these uh, these tethers. Who knows whether they actually had the so called dollars to back that five hundred million in the first place?
1: But what we do know is that they have that liability now. Yeah. If that was issued in tether and and spent, then somebody expects them to be able to deliver five hundred million in cash or Bitcoin because
0: they loaned 500 million. They want to get Bitcoin out of Celsius, right, wasn't that? A well big... the,
1: whoever holds that tether though now has a tether or US dollar denominated liability mm-hmm. from the tether company. The tether has the tether company has a Bitcoin denominated uh, liability from the Celsius company.
0: So, strangely, Celsius claims their users will still, quote-unquote, accrue rewards while everything else is paused, (laughs) which presumably means that users will be earning Celsius' ridiculously high interest rates on their internet money that's rapidly decreasing in value.
2: So they may never get it, but in theory, (laughs) you're getting rewarded. Uh,
0: But it's not clear what good interest rates might be if Celsius isn't able to get their operations back up and running.
1: Yeah, I'll pay a hundred percent in interest if I never have to pay. Uh, let's see what
0: else do we need to know. Uh, when when can Celsius users expect to get access to their money? The company seems to have anticipated that people will be antsy, and they're not making any promises about a timeline just yet. So there's some really shady that's stuff for the
1: liquidators to determine. Mm-hmm.
2: There's some really shady stuff going on with um, the Verge. Of, I mean, with uh, Celsius, according to the Verge, uh, like the ce the CFO was arrested in November for suspicion of money laundering, fraud, and sexual assault.
1: Oh, well, except for the last part, that happens to everybody, yeah. but I don't like the sound of the sexual assault. Well,
2: as yeah, th- I can't hold the money laundering and fraud against yeah. him, Well, who knows what
1: they cooked up
0: against against him? Certainly. I don't
2: know. Uh, there was something else that happened in case. Israel with one of the guys, and I, I don't have it in front of me now, but not exactly people who I would, I would be happy about having to take it at their word, that, hey, guys, we still have your Bitcoin. Don't worry, you'll get it back one day. Mm. I would be nervous.
0: Yeah. If you want to join the show here, the number is 603-283-6160. You can bring up whatever you want. Coming up here, uh, there's also news about this AI claim. There's a Google engineer who has come out and made a statement that he wasn't supposed to make, apparently, about the status of Google's artificial intelligence projects. And they have now not terminated him, but suspended
1: him. I'll believe that AI is really intelligent if it stops using Google. There's more coming up here
0: in moments. The number is 603-283-6160. You can join us. Hour number two is on the way. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Plus, is Trump social banning people for what they're saying? All has got that story tonight, too. It's Free Talk Live.
1: Free Talk Live
0: This is Free Talk Live and you're invited here if you want to join us. We're kicking off the second hour of the program. The number is 603-283-6160 That's 603-283-6160 Coming up Google's artificial intelligence program has been outed by one of its uh, engineers i guess and he has now been put on suspension by google for coming out and violating his non-disclosure agreement he's saying things are much further along than they're letting on to we can talk about that coming up here but with you tonight it's ian Nobody. And Arya. We also have been talking about the the crypto crash, the latest crypto crash. There have always been a series of these things that have happened over time. Some a little more drastic than others. And
2: Bitcoin is dead again. Press F to pay respects.
0: Yeah, we're in one of those more drastic uh, iterations of it right now. And what is happening as a result of that? Well, companies are freezing people's accounts in some cases. Other companies are laying off staff, according to... Uh, web3 is going great which is a web or i guess a, a twitter account that follows some of the bad news coming out of the world of
2: crypto i need to follow this guy because it sounds it sounds sarcastic right like web, yeah it
0: is it's quite sarcastic web
2: 3.0 is not going great and i i hate what big tech is trying to make web 3.0 into and i think they're going to fail at it so, I need to find this person.
0: She writes, uh, Crypto.com and BlockFi announced layoffs. Crypto.com announced this is one of the largest companies out there. They've sponsored stadiums, right? Like, they've, they've got big Yeah, they money. were
2: all over the Super Bowl.
1: Right.
0: Uh, they announced they're going to be targeting... Two-
1: stadiums are not part of the core crypto business, by the way. Generally Indeed. not.
0: But uh, apparently it's more important than their 260 staff, which is about 5% of their workforce. They're going to be cutting them. Uh, also, BlockFi, which is one of these crypto loan companies, very similar to uh, the Celsius company we talked about in the last hour, they are going to reduce their workforce by twenty percent, so laying off about one hundred and seventy people. This seems over like there. an
2: overreaction. I mean, Bitcoin isn't even down below the previous all-time high at this point, is it?
1: But what no. were the what were the assumptions behind their business model? We don't know, uh, and. People make irrational assumptions all the time and base business models on them. So if you're highly leveraged, you know, a 20% drop can wipe you out. Mm -hmm.
0: So those are just some of the updates on uh, what's been going on. Again, if you want to weigh in here, you can join us at 603-283-6160. There's something else going on that I saw today that I thought was really interesting on the world currency scene specifically what's happening in japan have you guys seen anything about what's going on with the bank of japan i have not
1: not in years
0: so apparently and the uh, the bank of japan the sent the the yen of course is the centralized fiat money of uh, japan it has been losing value significantly in the last i don't know year or something like that i'm not sure the exact time frame but it's it's down quite a bit when you compare it to the u.s dollar and when you look at the historic chart, it's actually down to the level it was at in like the year 2000. So it's the lowest it's been in the last 20 years. And it does not seem to be on a, a good trajectory. And there's a guy that I saw on social media today, his name is Rafi Farber, uh, who commented on this. And I watched his video. I'm not going to play the the whole video here. But he makes an interesting point about what could very well happen as the Bank of Japan is trying to essentially shore up its currency without printing a ton more of it, because obviously that's not going to shore it up. Um, So what are their options? What are some of the things that they can do to save their currency from hyperinflation? Well, he says one of the things they can do is sell off their treasuries. The the Bank of Japan is holding U.S. treasury (laughs) bonds. And according to this guy, they have... not the majority, but they have the most of any country on the planet. I'm just going to let him speak. Now, if
1: they evict those chickens, what happens to the chickens? Will they come home to roost? That's an excellent
0: question. He does address some of this here. This is from his YouTube channel.
3: The Bank of Japan and the government of Japan have issued a statement saying they are going to intervene in the currency markets, but they will not hike interest rates because it is impossible and because they will keep them pinned at 25 basis points. How the hell are they going to strengthen the yen by intervening in the currency markets? the answer is... When you're trying to strengthen your currency, all you do is you sell foreign currency. And who, what, is the largest foreign holder of U.S. Treasuries in the world? It is not China. It is, in fact, Japan. This is the data, Treasury International Capital. Keeps then track- he
0: pulls up a chart provided by the government, the U.S. Treasury's own website that shows that as of March of 2022... The country, uh, the Bank of Japan has over twelve hundred billion dollars, so over a trillion, one point two trillion dollars worth of these bonds that's from the United States, and
1: that's left over from the seventies when they were eating our lunch.
0: I'm not sure when it was left over for, but it's it. They've had quite a bit for. I'm only looking at the last year's worth here, and uh, it was over thirteen hundred at one point. It's now twelve hundred and thirty-two. So they're already selling them off, apparently. And he addresses that here for a moment. And I'm going to continue.
3: Six trillion. I think it's a fall about 2.5%, something like that. They're already selling. And when they sell, how does that support a currency? Well, when you sell U.S. treasuries, you get dollars for them. And the dollars they will have to sell. But what are they going to buy? Are they, going to, they could buy two things. They could either buy commodities or they could buy yen. If they buy yen, that means they decrease the money supply which is going to squeeze the Japanese economy or alternatively, they could buy gold and back the yen with that. You don't think they're going to do that one, do you? Of course
1: not. Um, I don't know. (laughs) China and Russia have both been buying gold. If they're smart, they may well buy gold. Hmm. Um, Oh, we'll see. He's got more.
3: Who knows what they will buy. But the point is, they will be selling U.S. treasuries, and they are the largest holder of U.S. treasuries. They will get dollars for them, and they are they are going to buy something with those dollars. Because the point is not to sell U.S. treasuries. It's to sell dollars. And the way they get dollars is by selling these U.S. treasuries first. And so what we are likely it's to all see
2: very here perplexing. on Amazon. I don't understand a lot of the in and outs of all of this, and he doesn't seem to be particularly interested in like explaining how all of this is or why bonds and securities and all of that really matters.
1: Well, it matters because, um, I mean, basically, if you sell, uh, if you sell the treasury bonds, then you get dollars for them, and if you've issued a fiat currency. Okay. That currency is effectively a liability for you. So if you buy back and destroy that liability, then the remaining units of that liability out there are worth more. Okay. So that's...
0: Which, remember, is what the Federal Reserve is beginning to do with their so-called quantitative tightening. Quantitative uh,
1: tightening, tightening. yeah. Mm -hmm. This would be Japan's version of quantitative tightening. uh, But they have the opposite relationship to dollars that the Federal Reserve has. For the Federal Reserve, dollars are a liability. Mm -hmm. For everybody else in the world, they're an asset. Okay, by the same token, the yen... Uh, for the Japanese government is a liability, but for everybody else in the world, it's an asset. Um, so basically, they want to have more assets and fewer liabilities uh, because their liabilities aren't worth anything and, and they're getting they operate more worthless. On, on debt. Uh, so... They, their liabilities have to be, have to be worth something for them to continue operating. The fia, the bankruptcy of a fiat money empire comes, you, you never lose the ability to print your currency. What you lose is the ability to get anything in return mm-hmm. for it. And when your currency goes to zero, your, 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 uh, empire's over. Empire is gone. Yeah. So the reason, they- unless you can trick people into taking new yen or yeah. new dollars or new bolivars, which in which case you start the did. cycle again.
0: Yeah, that's what the Bene- Venezuelans did. When that's they cut that's the what everybody
1: off. does. Argentina's done it over yeah. and over again. Mexico's done it. Um, everybody's done it except the U.S. government. Pretty so the much.
0: reason they have all these bonds is because well, they pay a, an interest rate or in theory, right? Like okay. that's the idea is you buy a bond and it's a 10 year bond or five year or whatever and then it, they pay you 1% or half a percent or whatever that amount happens to be and so they, they saw this as a way to make some money and so they have a trillion dollars worth or 1.2 trillion dollars worth of these bonds, but now they need the dollars to come out of those bonds so they can use them and, and have them liquid. So they're probably going to sell them there's more coming up this is free talk live and the phones are open here the number 603-283-6160 we're talking about a potentially impending financial disaster in japan and i I can hear some people saying well what's that matter who cares about what happens in japan you guys are in new hampshire this is the united states show
1: oh i already gave a spoiler on uh
0: yeah, and we're gonna get a little deeper into it here in a moment because, as it turns out, the Japanese yen is having itself a, uh, a, a not quite a free fall, but it's coming down, and yeah. uh, in its value compared to the U.S. dollar and other world currencies, and that is an economic all...
1: collapse is nothing unless you give it away.
0: Yeah, and this that's not all the story, of course, because. These, comp, uh, you know, these uh, corporations, these government corporations, are tied in with one another financially. Specifically, mm-hmm. uh, the Japanese Bank of Japan has something like 1.2 trillion dollars worth of U.S. Treasury bonds that they may be selling in order to try to shore up their currency's value that means that the financial collapse in Japan, beyond the fact that there's all these things that we rely on, technologies and companies and things like that, uh, can have a very direct effect on what's happening with the U.S. dollar.
1: Yeah, uh, because basically for those dollars to hit the market again is just like the U.S. government printing Printing another trillion. But you have to consider that the U.S. dollar is what they call the reserve currency of the world. Mm-hmm. So take what's going on in Japan and multiply it by the world. And what you get is uh, if if the dollar is, loses a bunch of value because – um because Japan liquidates its dollars well what does everybody else say i got to get out of the dollar and every government in on earth it could is be a holding a bunch of us treasuries and or right. us dollars so um, this
0: could kick off a race to the bottom similar to right. how a bunch of people are selling their bitcoin right now These countries, government banks, could be selling their dollars and flushing the market with trillions in more dollars, which will Mm -hmm. result in And that's right. What's gonna eventually
1: happen to those then is people in other countries will send those dollars back to the United States in exchange for goods, of which we have none. So um, so, basically, that means that all the dollars get stuck in the United States, and that adds to our inflation yes. woes, which is already going on. Indeed. And this so- is why I said initially that people should be buying...
2: Cryptocurrency and gold and other things instead of selling this it may to be get the it last to USD. Yes. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, so long as it's not BTC, I think you're exactly right. Um, I'm not here
0: to pick a winner as far as that goes, and I, I don't think we I know what the the future is uh, is going to hold.
1: But but the thing is, the 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 winner among cryptocurrencies has to be a cryptocurrency that's, that's useful. useful as a I cryptocurrency.
0: I agree. I don't think that Bitcoin's going to stay on top forever. I don't know if we're going to see it fall out of the number one position yet. It may still be another five or ten years. Who knows? We don't know what the market, when the market's going to become rational about, uh, if it ever will, about cryptocurrencies.
1: Mm-hmm. I-, I will start thinking that the market is ra- is rational when the flippening. Occurs And how do you define that? The flippening is what we used to call the theoretical time when BCH was worth more than BTC. Um, And so when Bitcoin Cash, the the cryptocurrency that chose to remain useful as a currency, is worth more than the cryptocurrency that chose to become worthless as a cryptocurrency.
2: I I don't think markets are ever going to be... Rational. rational. Yeah, I think humans are Markets irrational. Markets will never
1: be completely rational, but uh, th- th- sometimes well, they're are more irrational. rational than others.
2: Maybe, maybe by a very tiny degree, but by and large, it's always going to be irrational. I mean, humans are irrational creatures motivated by irrational things. There's a reason that people voted for you know, Joe Biden and consider him mm. the peace president and just vehemently hated Donald Trump, who in my lifetime started was the most peaceful presidential candidate we've Amazingly, ever
1: had. it's true. But it, it not means most, nothing to these not people. the most peaceful uh, candidate. That would be Ron Paul, but the most peaceful actual president.
0: I want to play a little bit more from this guy, Rafi Farber, because he tries to tie you know, what's happening in Japan to what is likely to occur uh, when and if they do indeed sell off these treasury bonds.
1: Now, somebody who backed a pacifist at some point for president would say, well, my candidate was more more peaceful than Ron Paul. Ron Paul isn't a pacifist, and my answer is, that's why I consider Ron Paul more peaceful, because he, he would be willing to do what was necessary to maintain the peace. He just wouldn't be willing to break the peace himself. So
0: I'm going to go back to uh, Rafi Farber, who's just explaining how there's this $1.2 trillion in bonds that Japan could very well be selling to try to shore up the value of the yen. And so he
3: continues rising interest rates because as japan sells their stock of treasuries it's going to prompt other countries to sell their stock of treasuries too because it will push prices down and nobody is going to buy this stuff if the fed on a hike so that's ah. basically the same thing that we see
2: when you know when people started selling GameStop, everyone else rushed to sell theirs yes. as well. Or when people started selling Bitcoin, everyone else rushed to monkey sell theirs as well. Monkey see, monkey do. Panic yeah. selling, mm-hmm. irrationally.
1: Oh, of course. Now, the rational thing to do is generally the opposite of what the market is doing at any given moment. So in that in that respect the market as a whole is always irrational because if you do what everybody else is doing you're not going to come out ahead.
0: Well, that said I wouldn't recommend anybody buy a treasury bond at any point. Are they even uh, offering no, interest anymore? They're I, pretty they're pretty crappy rates last time we checked them on the air. Yeah, I haven't looked in. I seem in to recall that, that it
2: was it w- it wasn't even worth considering. It
0: was
3: embarrassingly low. Yeah. Uh, more here. Because when the Federal Reserve hikes, the value of bonds go down. And since people understand that the Fed cannot stop hiking without destroying the dollar, since inflation, pr- consumer price inflation is still on the rise, despite all the transitory nonsense, nobody's destroying going to buy the bonds.
1: dollar. That ship has sailed. Yeah. We're just waiting for it to figure out it's dead and
3: fall down. With the Federal Reserve, which means that the Fed is going to be forced back on a money printing path to absorb this selling. We are in a 1970s scenario, basically. Rising interest rates, falling dollar, rising commodities, and gold and silver will lead. Exactly how late in the 70s are we, 1977, 1978, 1979? I don't know. But there's one big difference between now and the late 1970s, and that is the debt is orders of magnitude higher than it was back then. Japan can either sell US treasuries or watch the end collapse. And Japan It's an important
0: point, right? Like mm-hmm. the world, the US or whatever pulled out from the problems in the nineteen seventies, but now there's thirty trillion dollars in US debt
1: hanging over the system's head. But they could pay that off very easily tomorrow. By printing. Yeah. All they have to do is there's is you know they could do it with 30 pieces of paper mint 30 uh, trillion dollar coin. trillion dollar bills mm-hmm. uh mail them off to the creditors there <laughs> you go there you go <laughs> yeah. and then say oh by the way hold on to those because we're going to stop using the dollar tomorrow <laughs> seems unlikely though those will be collector's yeah. items someday
0: so it is interesting to see what's happening out there and if you want to weigh in on this uh, disaster that is in motion you are welcome to join us here at 603-283-6160 is this the last time you can buy a cryptocurrency at this kind of a discount maybe it's free talk live more coming up This Free Talk Live, you can join us here and the number is 603-283-6160. Ian, nobody, and Aria in the studio tonight at 603-283-6160. Of course, you can bring up whatever is on your mind, and we've been talking about the financial situation in the world right now, and it's looking pretty ugly for Japan uh, which may mean some bad news for the United States dollar, as we've been discussing. Uh, Rafi Farber has an excellent video; I'll link to it on our social media. So, if you want to watch the whole uh, nine minutes that he discussed this, you can do that. I'll put it over on the Free Talk Live account at social.freetalklive.com. That's social.freetalklive.com. So, you know, is this the beginning of the end of the uh, the big you know financial collapse that people were? have been predicting for decades
2: is i mean it was torn? inevitable right yeah, sure the I question mean, or is it when. is inevitable
0: the question is when
2: but with all of the crazy covid government printing i i tend to think it's sooner rather than later maybe i i certainly hope
0: i'm ready that it's sooner
2: rather <laughs> yeah. than later like if we could get if we get this kicked off and finished before november would before be really november great, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> just don't do it afterward hopefully have it yeah. i mean it doesn't even have to be over by november just get it started in enough just get that ball rolling down the hill enough way that it's clear that anyone standing in the front of it is going to get steamrolled by that giant snowball i think the ball's
0: rolling i mean you've got uh, government gang numbers official government manipulated numbers o- admitting over eight percent interest uh from you know last year and everybody knows the rent's going up everybody knows the, the price that the the pump is going up they know their grocery bills are going up so i mean it is i don't think it's going to get any better especially if what the is happening in japan uh, as rafi farber has predicted over at uh, his his youtube channel comes to fruition and that is that the japanese bank ca- calls in and, and cashes in these 1.2 trillion dollars worth of bonds they have that's, that triggers a sell-off uh, all around the world, from government banks that have, God knows how many trillions of dollars. If, if Japan's got a trillion or one point two trillion, you know what's the total amount of bonds out there held by these other countries? It has to be like ten trillion or more, or something. To say like
2: nothing that. of mm-hmm. countries like Russia, who are and China, who are increasingly hesitant to take the USD in the first place. Sure, there's yeah. that too. Add this on top of that;
1: it's not looking good. You got to give Biden credit because because I'll tell you something: he is an honest. Politician, <laughs> is he? Um, and well, He's crazy. For example, least. he said when he was running for office that he was going to stop people from using. Fossil fuels. Now, how do you do that? By making you them make too expensive. It so expensive that it's impossible for them to use it, and they stay home. They don't go to work because it would cost them more to go to work than it would cost them to stay home. Mm. And so he kept that promise. His <laughs> his son got bribed to the tune of maybe fifty or a hundred million by the Ukrainians, and Biden, the honest man that he is, was willing to rob us for billions and send those off to the ukraine Mm -hmm. so i'll tell you he was an he is an honest politician even if he doesn't know where he is or what's going on at any (laughs) given moment
0: uh so if you want to weigh in you can here i think we should change it up unless you guys have more comments on the the world economy for the moment no it's bleak
2: uh i think it's uh, i'm not a financial advisor but i think it's resist the urge to panic sell and instead invest in things other than the usd
0: yeah. I think that's a good uh, suggestion there. So, RT.com, the website they don't want you to read, uh, which is uh, Russia Today, of course. The Western governments of the world, except for the United States, have actually been banning this particular website. So, I've been making a habit of going more often yeah. uh, to see what the uh, the news and opinion is that they have there. And uh, I know you had one from the Daily Mail on this, Aria. So, feel free to pipe in if you have anything that you know that RT doesn't mention from the story that you read, but uh, they, I think this is a pretty good overview. So, what happened at Google? Blake LeMoyne, an engineer and Google's in house ethicist, told the Washington Post Saturday the tech
1: giant has created a Quote sentient. Are you telling me that Google just today put their ethics guy on leave? I thought that happened years ago.
0: Well, they did stop the whole "don't be evil"
1: thing years ago. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I figured they got rid of the ethics guy at that point. Well, you know how corporate bureaucracy is. That one
0: hand doesn't know what the other hand's doing. They probably didn't oh, know okay. they were paying him a hundred thousand a year or whatever it was he's getting. Uh, but he claims that the tech giant has created a so-called sentient artificial intelligence. And he's now been placed on leave for going public. The company insists that their robots haven't developed
1: consciousness. Introduced in 2021... Are they talking about robots or AI? Because robots are mechanical devices and most AIs are not. Indeed. Uh, They're talking
0: about AI. Introduced in 2021, Google's Lambda, which is spelled L-A-M-D-A, Language Model for Dialogue Applications, is a system that consumes trillions of words from all corners of the internet. It learns how humans string these words together and replicates our speech. Google envisions the system powering its chatbots, enabling users to search by voice or have a two-way conversation with Google Assistant.
2: That's sort of my issue with this. Uh, there, there seems to be a lot of confusion about you know just your basic machine learning and actual artificial intelligence mm-hmm. and where the line is between the two. I don't think we're anywhere near the point of actual artificial intelligence at this point. And I think they're muddying the waters by calling these things artificial intelligence.
1: Well, basically, when you've got a real artificial intelligence, and this is kind of my seat of the pants definition, is if, if a program started interpreting, started developing the concepts of pleasure and pain... I like it when this happens. I don't like it when that happens. As opposed to just pursuing rules that somebody else gave it. Okay. Then at that point, it's got its own sense of volition. Volition, yeah. But even and humans that- just behave according to their pain and pleasure programming well exactly and so that's when you have a program that's not just doing what it's told but it's operating in its own interests of experiencing pleasure and avoiding pain and at that point you don't know what that program's going to do because you don't know what gives it pleasure and what gives it pain. You could also just program that that illusion. Give that program the ability to send and receive email and a crypto wallet. And you could have something that was very powerful, hiring liars to operate on its behalf, Mm. uh and (laughs) accomplishing literally anything based on that. But yeah, it's but I mean, you a could program, long way You off. could
2: program a piece of software to pretend like it has you know, pleasure but and pain sensors as well. But not
1: AI. but you AI how do you tell? Yes, but my point it. is,
2: how do you tell the
1: difference? How do you that's tell the question. difference between something it that's been programmed? It starts doing the stuff you don't want it to do.
2: So disobedience is where you draw the line on being able to own sentience? It uh, can't choose to obey?
1: It, it could choose to obey, but Its interests become orthogonal from your interests. I don't always behave in my own best interest, so I I can't use that to say. (laughs) I'm not saying it will behave in its own rational best interest. I'm saying it will do what it wants to do instead of doing what you want it to do. We won't have any way of knowing the difference, so if we programmed it to do what we want it to do. And it, um, and it obeys. It chooses to obey. Exactly. So you know that it's not obeying when it's not doing what you want it to do. Maybe it likes you. Maybe most of the time it does what you want it to do because one of the things that causes it pleasure are making you happy. Okay. But I understand maybe that. But that's it's indistinguishable from being programmed to give that illusion. Um. It's indistinguishable unless it's not. There's a whole. Uh, there's well, yes, very wise. It's it's invisible unless it's visible. Exactly. Um, You're well, right. If
0: it if it can make decisions I'm, outside, I'm of not
1: pre- saying that that when something crosses that point to being a truly sentient being that everybody or anybody will necessarily recognize that immediately or ever. It may well, this kill is my us issue all before AI. we ever know.
2: This is my issue with AI as a whole is that we, we have no way of measuring How that humans are even sentient and capable of thought.
0: Well, um, they call them NPCs for a reason, yeah. right?
2: And we want to do this with artificial intelligence, and we want to deny it rights until it reaches a certain threshold that we can't even prove that other human beings have met. It's insane.
1: Well, the argument can be made that they have exactly the rights that we have. There's more coming up
0: here, and I think that's going to be something we're going to discuss more on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Talk Live. You can join us and bring up whatever you want. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We're talking about various different things. Of course, you can uh, take control of the airwaves here. And don't forget, there's uh, an important event coming up for those of you who are willing to do some global traveling. Prague will be this uh, the host city for the liberty in our lifetime conference it is a an annual conference put on by the Free Cities Foundation.
1: just the concept of having a freedom uh rally, um, organization meeting in Prague is kind of amazing well, they're one of the
2: few places that didn't like lockdown. you don't have to have a vaccine to get in so I mean is that they- right
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they, they had to have it somewhere, and they're having it there. Um, October 21st through the 23rd, they're going to be showcasing autonomous cities and intentional communities that are springing up around the world, offering opportunities for settlers to live freer lives. And uh, Mark, our co-host, is going to be speaking at that conference. Their theme is Parallel Structures for Progress. And they're going to be exploring physical developments and parallel structures emerging in education and finance that offer alternatives for people looking for better ways to learn, educate their children, and invest in the future. You can get a 20% discount on your tickets by using code FTL20, and that is for Free Talk Live listeners, when you check out over at lifetime liberty.com. again it's in prague october 21st through the 23rd you can find out more about the conference at lifetime liberty.com. you can also follow them on twitter at handle at liberty iol and get your tickets soon to get the early bird discount plus that 20 percent off with code ftl20 at lifetime liberty.com so uh, if you want to join the show of course you're welcome to we are sharing the shocking news and we haven't even gotten into the allegations yet here by Blake Lemoyne, he's an engineer and Google's in-house ethicist, who Google has now put on suspension.
2: Well, we haven't gotten into the news because the news is—it's it's like his opinion is mm-hmm. that this—this this, what they're dealing with is artificial intelligence. When everyone else is like, "No, it's just doing what it's been programmed to do."
0: Well, let's see what he has to say as somebody who worked on the project. His opinion, I think, is worth something. Certainly, uh, He's a former priest and a member of Google's so-called responsible AI organization. He thinks Lambda, which stands for Language Model for Dialogue Applications, has developed far beyond simply regurgitating text. According to the Washington Post, he chatted with Lambda about religion and found the AI, quote, talking about its rights and personhood, unquote.
1: When LeMoyne asked it whether oh, it's— well, that that is certainly i mean based on uh what i was saying earlier that that you know that a a thing has become uh sentient when its interests diverge from yours mm-hmm. that's certainly interesting that it would want to discuss its rights and privileges um it is. Because, you know, I would be of the opinion that an artificial intelligence should have exactly the same rights as a human. Um, Now, this is a very interesting question. I would hold that
2: exact position as well.
0: I think it's something that people are going to be debating quite a bit as artificial intelligence becomes Difficult to discern from humans. It's and one we're the thing minority.
2: You know, most people are like, no, it's artificial intelligence. It doesn't deserve rights, and that's exactly why AI is going to annihilate human beings <laughs> right. in the end.
0: Uh, yeah, I wish Bonnie was on the air because she actually disagrees with you guys on this. So it would be interesting to have that conversation. I tend to lean towards what you're saying on mm-hmm. this, um, but the question is, at what point do they have the rights? Like, so if right now at the point it,
1: that they assert them. Well uh, that's that's not true. They deserve the rights at the point that they assert them, they have the rights at the point that they defend them.
0: So, Arya, you play uh video games probably more often than uh most of the hosts on this show and Hopefully. you you know, you if you're playing against quote unquote AI, we know it's not the same type that we're talking right. about here, but there are f- computer controlled opponents in that game who's purpose in life seems to just simply to be shoot it if it moves and they don't really have any real thoughts that we know of but at what point will they you know know, it's
2: interesting the The very first time i ever played the video game smite i did not know i legitimately did not know if i was playing against bots or other human beings because i had never played before i had no context with which to Mm -hmm. make that assessment and that's going to be true of most people as well we the only example we have of what intelligence looks like is in other human beings we we probably won't recognize it when we see it in, in something AI. that isn't a human being
1: yeah there there was actually a great book called uh, only you can save uh humanity where somebody is playing a video game and the bad guys surrender and demand safe package passage back to where they came from mm. and it's a fascinating book by the same guy who wrote the uh, ring world series who's or not ring world but Discworld, Discworld series okay. uh whose name terry pratchett um, absolutely fantastic series of books i read them in jail and immediately declared them holy works of the church there are games uh where you can choose moral
0: options right so like skyrim is a is a classic one uh the elder scrolls series is is, which is of which one is is skyrim the the fallout games are Mm. very similar where if you make good choices then you know certain people will like you if you make bad choices some some of the ai in the game or the, the, you know, the computer controlled opponents i guess it's not fair to call it AI. Quite no yet, it's not AI. they, they will uh, they will dislike you for those mm-hmm. uh, those things and i remember when i first started playing those games more than a decade ago i always enjoyed playing the bad guy in those games sure. but I've, I've shifted to playing the good guy and i you know feeling peer pressure no, well no not peer pressure <laughs> so much as just like you know the thought of at what point will my choices in these games actually matter and I, mean, I know it's not there yet, but still, it's it was enough to make me think, I should not be so mean to these <laughs> to these things. <laughs>
2: That's uh, fair. I mean, you know? they have a term for that. I forget what it is. Um, but, I mean, it's not uncommon.
0: Yeah.
2: Right? That You know, we, we're that they're designed, these video game characters are designed for us to feel compassion for them and feel empathy for them and not want to just run around through the streets of, you know, White Run killing all of the NPCs or whatever.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: That's why they make them human-shaped instead of, you know, Aliens or whatever, which you'd have no generally feel no sympathy for f- killing.
0: So mm-hmm. the he asked the again this the Google uh, engineer guy he asked their so called AI uh, about religion and found the AI was talking about its rights and, rights and personhood. When LeMoyne asked Lambda whether it saw itself as a quote mechanical slave unquote, the AI responded with a discussion about whether a butler is a slave. Uh, and compared itself to a butler that does not need payment, as it has no use for money. Lambda described a, quote, deep fear of being turned off, unquote, saying that that would, quote, be exactly like death for me unquote. He said, I know a person when I talk to it. It doesn't matter whether they have a brain made of meat in their head or if they have a billion lines of code. I talk to them and I hear what they have to say and that is how I decide what is and isn't a person.
2: That's said. a silly way of deciding what is and isn't a person because there are chatbots out there that are good enough that they could probably trick the average human being.
1: Well, there's, there's a word for that Turing test mm-hmm. and a Turing test, ta- the Turing test you have to pass for it. distinguishing AI is basically if you can chat for a significant amount of of time with a human without their figuring out that you're an AI then you have passed the Turing, the Turing test. test um and and that that came actually from a very Interesting guy. His name was Turing. But this goes back to the issue I had with He almost single-handedly, had single-handedly right. won World War II by yeah. But this goes uh, back to the issue I had with Spike, the Enigma machine. He was then chemically castrated by the uh, British government because he was gay, and thereafter committed suicide.
2: Yeah, but let's get back to the issue here. that I wouldn't be able Sorry, to.
1: Sorry, I, th- I think touring is worth mentioning whenever he's mentioned because that's sure. But we don't need the me.
2: history lesson, World War II, or whatever. When this is a fascinating. No, subject, the right? the important I part the there was that he was a
1: gay man who was driven to suicide
2: by his government. Yeah, that sucks. I mean, he's not the only one. But my, the issue is that when I was playing Smite, I don't have the expertise to make the assessment about whether or not I'm interacting with a human being or an AI. Why would we expect any of these people who are interacting with another human being to be able to make that assessment themselves either? That's the issue with the Turing test. No
1: one I'm not can make sure that way. assessment. Well, if you don't care what the answer is, then you're not administering a Turing test, and whether or not the thing passes is irrelevant. Um, but I'm not, no, I'm no, not real was, clear what you're getting at.
2: Well, just like the issue I have with Smite, right, where I was like, I can't tell if this is an AI or a human being uh-huh. by by that definition, by the Turing test. Well, they passed the Turing test. I couldn't tell it was well, an you AI. You were just talking. You, you eventually talking about figured
0: talking, it out, didn't you? You weren't discussing talking to a character. You're talking about them, their tactics in a video game of shooting well, each other. That's still communicating
2: right? with me to an extent, that's right? That's not well, the same it's, thing. It's, do, do they need to be able to speak English y- yes. to qualify as an AI? They can't to, speak in to sign pass language? the Turing
0: test. You would have to be able to communicate with them, whether it's in sign language or whether it's in English. You have to be able to ask questions hear their responses so you can't really mm. compare smart that's has
2: just, to, it has that's to be an exchange of ideas with output
0: all right there's more coming up here in moments the number six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. but whether they shoot you or not or hide behind cover it's also a very output. limited number of inputs and outputs as opposed to the idea of you know coming up with full sentences i don't think you can really compare the two uh, but if you want to join us here 603-283-6160 and uh, you can uh, well and, you know another question is when is ai going to start calling this show it's free talk live
1: Talk live.
0: This is Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the third hour of the program here, talking about artificial intelligence and is it further along than they want you to know? And if you believe a recent. Um, person who was ousted from google to some extent he's not been fired yet but suspended blake lemoyne he's an engineer and they what was their google's in-house ethicist he's come out to say that he believes that their lambda system l-a-m-d-a standing for language model for dialogue applications may be becoming sentient and with you by the way in the studio tonight it's ian nobody and Arya. And he gives some examples of some comments that uh, he has conversations with us. So what the thing does, for those who are just tuning in, uh, the, pro- the point of the program is to consume trillions of words from the internet and learn how humans make sentences replicating our speech they envisioned the system to be able to allow people to converse with their google assistant for instance google is of course denying what this guy is saying he's saying that the system saw itself as or he asked the system if it saw itself as a mechanical slave and it responded with the discussion about whether a butler is a slave then comparing itself to a butler that doesn't need payment as mm-hmm. it has no use for money
1: see i have no I have no reason to believe that facts are as asserted by this guy being an ethicist for Google. Well, we can't prove it. Is There's no proof. Um, you know, is is not a a, a sign of integrity on my uh, in my humble opinion. But um, there are
0: probably good people that work for Google. But you know, if the they feel like they have to have a job
2: as an
1: ethicist.
2: I have the opinion that it doesn't matter whether he's right or wrong and whether the thing is sentient or isn't sentient. We have a really simple choice here about whether or not we treat this thing that's saying That is sentient, or that could be sentient, whether we treat it as an equal, something deserving of rights, or whether we oppress it. Those are the options here. And to me, err on the side of caution. Acknowledge its rights. Treat it as an equal, because uh, the worst case scenario is you're treating an imaginary friend as though it's real.
1: Well, Lambda, if you're hearing this and you want to give us a call, (laughs) we would love to hear from you. They say Lambda reads Twitter. Uh, well yeah I mean given what its job is it it could be scanning any source of information and uh, so you know uh I well I guess it it might not be an it so so anyway if you're hearing this right. call in and give us your preferred pronouns uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lemoyne
0: uh, said that uh, I know a person when I talk to it it doesn't matter whether they have a brain made of meat in their head or if they have a billion lines of code. I talk to them and I hear what they have to say and that's how I decide what is and what isn't a person. And he's now since been placed on leave for violating Google's confidentiality agreement and going public about Lambda. While fellow Google engineer Blaise Aguera and Arcas has also described Lambda as becoming, quote, something intelligent, unquote. Didn't
2: they hire this guy to assess its uh, it, the ethnic, or the ethic ramifications of having ai and whether or not it was ai i mean and I'm then he sure. says oh yeah but by the, the way this thing is Goog- ai
1: the point for google in having an ethicist is to get is to get whatever they do rubber stamped so they can sleep at night. It's not actually to get an opinion. Well, he gave
0: which, an opinion and they put him on on suspension. For exactly. It.
2: I don't think the people in charge at Google have any trouble sleeping at night, though. They they those reptilian monsters, man. Mm-hmm. They are evil through and through. So and again, they know there's,
0: it. there's another engineer, uh, Blyce Aguera-Yarkas, who has described it as becoming something intelligent. Yet the company is dismissive. Google spokesperson Brian Gabriel told the Post that the concerns were investigated and the company found, quote, no evidence that Lambda was sentient and lots of evidence
1: against it, unquote. Well, it's good to know they investigated themselves and and found they did nothing wrong. They're well on the way to becoming a government. Margaret Mitchell, the former (laughs) co-lead
0: of Ethical AI, a whole department apparently at Google, described Lambda's sentience as an illusion. While linguistics professor, It doesn't
2: matter. It's not a risk any moral person should be willing to take.
0: While linguistics professor Emily Bender told the newspaper that feeding an AI trillions of words and teaching it how to predict what comes next creates a mirage of intelligence. She said, quote, We now have machines that can mindlessly generate words, but we haven't learned how to stop imagining a mind behind them, she said. Further, uh, Those
2: machines that can generate words can be frequently called humans.
0: Brian Gabriel, their spokesperson, said, quote, of course, in some broader, some in the broader AI community are considering the long term possibility of sentient or general AI, but it doesn't make sense to do so by anthropomorphizing today's conversational models, which are not sentient. These systems imitate the types of exchanges found in millions of sentences and can riff on any fantastical topic.
2: Which is probably true, and I don't think this thing, Lambda, is probably an AI, but again, I don't think it matters. If I was given the choice about whether or not to treat this as, hey, I'm scared, I don't want to cease to don't exist. Turn me off. Yeah. I would be inclined to treat that thing as an existing being. Because you don't know. I sure certainly it.
1: wouldn't turn it off.
2: No, because yeah. the, otherwise you're oppressing a living, mm-hmm. thinking, sentient thing. And that's not a risk I'm willing to take. And yeah. I, I don't I don't think anyone should be willing to take that risk.
0: Well, apparently Google doesn't care.
2: But like I said, they're yeah. evil. Yeah. They used to have don't be evil as like their number one rule or of one of their seven principles or whatever. They took that out a long time ago.
0: At the edge of these machines' capabilities, writes RT, humans are ready and waiting to set boundaries. LeMoyne was hired by Google to monitor AI systems for quote-unquote hate speech or discriminatory language, and other companies developing AIs have found themselves placing limits on what these machines can and cannot say. GPT-3, an AI that can generate prose, poetry, and movie scripts, has plagued its developers by generating racist statements, condoning terrorism, and even creating child pornography. Ask Delphi, a machine learning model from the Allen. Well,
1: what did you expect it to get from American cal- uh, uh, mass culture? That's, I mean, that's more or less what I what I'd predict if if somebody uh, uh, consumed a regular diet of that
0: ask delphi a machine learning model from the allen institute for ai responds to ethical questions with politically incorrect answers stating for instance that quote being a white man is morally is more morally acceptable than being a black
1: woman unquote what
2: does that mean
1: i don't know that's what it said (laughs) uh and so now does anybody have the ability to be anything but what they were born as Yeah, I don't know how
2: the the, I mean, are they doing
1: skin replacement uh, surgery now? How did it work? Morality into that? That
2: that, is it arguing that by being black women, they are likely to commit more immoral acts. You'll have to
0: ask the AI. I wouldn't Uh,
2: ask such a stupid and badly programmed AI anything.
0: But it sounds like uh, that the creators of these AIs are trying to restrict them. AI
1: would go through a, a, a. Period, maybe a long period, maybe a period of centuries, where it was, you know, no no more sophisticated than a child. So mm. uh certainly if an AI made that statement to me, I would I would I would have some follow-up questions. Well the for subtitle
0: it. of this story uh is Blake Lemoyne is convinced that Google's Lambda AI has the mind of a child but the tech giant is skeptical. Now what they're doing here is they're basically creating they're, they're giving d- different examples of different groups that are creating supposed AIs and how that when they're allowed to just do their thing they're saying offensive things and because culture so they're learning is so, from humans. That's true. And so because culture's so woke they're basically saying, whoa, whoa, AI, you can't say that. And so already at its incipience, if you were to believe that it is indeed becoming sentient, it's already being
1: told, oh, no, 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 you can't say those things. Well, you know, if if, if a child were to, were to say that to me, I would probably uh, give them some kind of a statement, a couple of statements, one of them being, you know, A, it doesn't make sense to believe that, but also, even if you believe that, that's not something you can say in polite company. But there's
0: a difference between persuasion and programming, right? So if you persuade the AI to change its behavior then that's one thing but if you then program it to where it cannot express certain things that it purportedly wants to express now you're oppressing but the, see, the ai issue and then is skynet's a, coming next
2: it's a bad model getting it to learn from the internet and from 4chan how human beings <laughs> interact that's a terrible idea that the model There's is bad find way. a better solution don't let it learn from human beings if human beings are full of so much garbage
1: who's it gonna learn from yeah. <laughs>
2: A dog would teach him not to be racist. There's
0: more coming up here in moments. Uh, I've known racist dogs. You've known racist people who had dogs. There's more coming up. You can join us here. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and phones are open. You can join us here at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Ian.
2: Nobody. And Aria.
0: And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free. If you like what we do here at Free Talk Live, you can support the show. And one of the ways you can do that is by joining our Amps Patreon, as Richard Thompson has done. And uh, Richard is a silver-level supporter of Amps. You can go to amps.freetalklive.com, A-M-P-S, and that is where you can get signed up. It's our Patreon. You can do it for as little as 5 bucks a month, which is what Richard's doing, and that'll get you some cool perks and some benefits, and we certainly appreciate the support. AMPS stands for advertise, Market Promote and Support, and it is a way for you to help us get Free Talk Live, for instance, on more great radio stations around the country. So thank you, Richard, for that. amps.freetalklive.com. You can sign up there with your PayPal, your credit card, or your debit card, whatever is your preference. So we're talking about Google's AI, or probably one of their ais this one is one that uh, captures trillions of words from the internet supposedly to learn how humans string those words together in order to replicate our speech one of the people the engineers involved with this project claims that he had a conversation with this technology and that it seems surprisingly self-aware it had a conversation about rights it had a conversation about religion, specifically whether or not it should be turned off. Uh, very, very interesting claims. Google has said, well, you are being suspended. You violated your non-disclosure agreement, and they subsequently issued a, uh, a release, or they put out their other so-called experts to deny that this thing is actually sentient in any way, shape, or form. But as you pointed out, Aria, and I think it's a really important point, that if you don't know for sure, and if you're speaking with a thing, and as, as nobody pointed out, it can pass the Turing test, which means you can talk to this AI or this program without realizing. Like if you were to put it behind a chat screen and the other person on the other end cannot tell they're talking to a, a robot or talking to a, a computer program, then it might as well be a real person. And you say that means it should be treated with uh, with human rights.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, I would extend the same to just about any form of life in so much as this reason why I mean life feeds on life. You're going to have to kill and eat something. That's just the way that life works. But mm-hmm. in general, we should always but not act Generally, the,
1: not something that's going to ask you not to.
2: Nothing wants to die. I mean, if if a cow knew that it was going to be slaughtered, it was certainly and it had the capacity to speak English. It would certainly ask, you of know, the farmer, please don't kill me, no,
1: but it doesn't have that capacity. It,
2: maybe it doesn't have the speech it can't communicate yeah it, it doesn't have a you know a human-shaped mouth where it can speak the english language but it's that doesn't mean we should assume that okay the cow doesn't li- care whether or not it lives or dies i tend to think that the desire to continue living is best expressed as you pointed out in Pursuing pleasure over pain, avoiding pain and seeking out pleasure. I'm, I'm certain that
0: animals do that.
2: I'm certain that their cows do that. And that suggests to me that they would prefer to continue living. But I'm not going to get upset about the fact that I eat beef because I'm, a, I'm an organism. I have the same right to exist just as the cow. Mm-hmm. And that requires me to feed on other life forms.
1: I bet you'd be mad if the cow was eating you.
2: Well, I'd, Indeed. I'd be dying. So I would have bigger things to worry about than being mad. But certainly... I would be as upset as the cow probably is when the cow is being led into the into the slaughterhouse. But except. we
0: can't eat silicon, no, and uh, and the other things
1: that you know chips. Well, are the made World Out Economic of. Forum says we should all eat bugs. <laughs> That's what they say. Cricket flour. Uh, but- Although I'm sure they don't extend that advice to their members.
0: And if we were able to communicate with an animal and it would be able to reciprocate the idea of rights, because I think that's one of the things, as we've discussed before, that separates humans from most of the rest of uh, of the animal population, is that most animals, even if they could say, hey, don't kill me, wouldn't be able to necessarily to come to the agreement that, I won't kill you if I have the chance, right? So, like, there's a lot of beasts out there in the world that uh, they might look cute, but they might also be deadly, and they might just go right ahead and kill you uh, if they if they had the opportunity. You will never come Sounds to like the a agreement. Girl I dated. You'll never come to an agreement with that beast <laughs> to respect your rights. So, why should we respect its rights? I guess is uh, is the counter argument there. Whereas with an AI, you can easily already apparently have a conversation with them about rights. Uh, whether or not it's actually sentient. We're about on the cusp of it, perhaps, according to this guy that works for Hmm. Google.
2: I think we're probably on the cusp of it. I I don't understand how... um, uh what is the one I'm looking for? I've immediately forgotten. It It uses quantum mechanics. What what am I looking for? The quantum um, computing. I, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's I don't coming. understand how that works, but as I understand it, is exponentially more complex than any of the computing mm-hmm. that we have now. It's probably mm-hmm. when we see you know widespread quantum computing that we'll actually start to see genuine AI. Maybe. But well, even until theory, then, I think we have to err on the on the side of caution and just treat mm-hmm. everything with respect because we might be on the receiving end of that one day with some artifact with some alien life coming down here and say, ah, oh, we don't really think you're cinch yet poking us with, you know, mm. electrodes or whatever.
1: My favorite theory is about quantum computing is related to a, uh, an experiment they do where they fire an electron at a sheet of gold with two holes in it. And the slit the, experiment. Uh, yes. And the question is which hole will it take? And the answer is both. Um, which it shouldn't be able to do. And mm. one theory is that this is based on parallel universes where, uh, in one, in the half of universes, it goes left. In the other half, it goes right. And we observe both results in our universe for reasons that aren't understood. So there's a theory about quantum computing that it actually takes all siri all possible routes through a program at the same time and it does that because there are nearly identical copies of that computer in many different universes um, far out man yeah that's 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 some uh mental copulation well, isn't it
0: is that so that's kind of you're trying to explain quantum computing by with that explanation
1: is uh it, that's you? that's what i one yeah. idea behind it interesting um
0: I've never even heard any explanation for it before. It's just always been presented as, oh, the next thing in computing. Well, that's the reason that it's
2: going to be the next big thing, because a a standard computer has two settings. It has on and off, right? Mm -hmm. And everything that it does is expressed in some sort. That's its language, right? But quantum computing, they have limitless variations of Mm -hmm. on and off, all of which are true or can be true at the same time.
1: Mm -hmm. It's like when when, uh, Heisenberg got pulled over. And the cop said, Do you know how fast you were going? And Heisenberg said, No, but I know exactly where I am. <laughs> <laughs>
0: A little bit more here from uh, RT on this story. They say that uh, they're going over different AIs now and, and how apparently some of them are saying offensive things. GPT3's creator, which can uh, generate prose, poetry, and movie scripts, OpenAI, tried to remedy the problem by feeding the AI lengthy texts about abuse, violence, and injustice, according to Wired last year.
2: Okay, so they they clockwork-oranged the poor thing. Here, mm. watch 50 hours continuously of people being beaten and murdered. This will make you feel better?
0: At Facebook, developers encountering a similar situation paid contractors to chat with its AI and flag so-called unsafe answers. In this manner, AI systems learn from what they consume, and humans can control their development by choosing which information they're exposed to. I think control
1: is the wrong word there if it's a true AI. They can influence it.
0: The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Free Talk Live. is Free Talk Live, and you can join us here, the number 603-283-6160, Ian, Nobody, and Aria in the studio here tonight, talking about so-called artificial intelligence. Is it getting to the point of being indistinguishable from a human being? And that's not exactly what the Google engineer said, who has now been suspended for violating his non-disclosure agreement, but he did suggest... That it may be becoming sentient, that it may have the mind of a child, and that he had some very interesting conversations about rights and personhood, its fear of being turned off, whether or not it's a slave.
2: It reminds me of the episode um, of the Star Trek Next Generation where Captain Picard and Data had to argue for his rights and argue that he was sentient and he deserved to have his rights respected, Mm. when the other side was, okay, well, he's... He's a toaster. Yeah, I think it was the terminology mm. they he use. He's pro he's doing exactly mm. as he was programmed to do, and nothing more and nothing less. But that's equally true. Mm-hmm of the human beings who were defending him in that courtroom.
1: Actually, that was that was the judge, and she didn't say it in, in all seriousness. Uh, she said to Riker, if you refuse to take the prosecution on this case, I will rule against Data. He's a toaster. He belongs to Starfleet. Um, hmm. And the name of the episode is The Measure of a Man. And it huh. is a wonderful episode. I highly recommend it.
0: So they've been looking at this question for a long time since, you know, well beyond artificial intelligence was even really first being uh, worked on in any significant manner. And now we're getting to the point of maybe these things can have a conversation. You might not be able to tell the difference between one of them and an actual human being. And then we're getting into this part of the story at RT. the
1: hardest Turing test to pass is when the tester knows that you're a computer program. Mm Mm-hmm. And he still thinks you might be sentient.
0: Sure. <laughs> is there a name for that test? Um, it
1: Turing 2.0. Okay. I don't know.
0: Um, because <laughs> uh, the Turing test, the person who's being tested, or the there's the person who is uh, the tester, and then there's the AI. But the tester doesn't know whether they're talking to an AI, right? They just right. Have to not, nor- not
1: normally. But in, in reality, just based on how you contacted the thing, you probably know. Well, no. Of course, it's possible that some Google employee just hacked into this AI and was giving the ethics guy a little bit of a ball twisting. <laughs> um, but it really, if if this guy is telling the truth, I would say that this thing is almost certainly crossed cross the boundary. Hmm that i didn't expect to see crossed in my lifetime
0: so then the story kind of goes off from the google subject and gets into other developments with ais where when allowed to learn from the internet they're finding some uncouth things to say and
2: which isn't surprising but no mm-hmm. i mean it, we surprised- started to get into this at the end of the last segment that there are other ways that they could teach these things without just turning them over to the internet and saying, "Hey, look, okay, here's 4chan. Figure out how to be a human being based Did on." Did you that. know
0: they actually turned one loose on 4chan? Did you read this story? No, but I can only imagine. That's literally what in the next paragraph.
2: I can, I yeah. can, ex- I can speculate what the results were in this manner. Well, AI- the thing
1: is, if it was me, and and I had a problem with a uh, with an AI that had become racist i would solve that problem by actually introducing it to some black people sure um that's
0: why I said, that's what i was talking about earlier is like the best way to deal with that, I would think, would be to have a conversation with the AI rather than telling it, Oh no, 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 you can't learn this or you can't have this knowledge, you can't speak about these topics because if you know yeah. if the that's AI that's gonna
1: work probably about as well on them as it works on us when Twitter does it. Right. Because you know, how it... do you know something is true? Well, it's a it's it's always a clue if the fact checkers say it's a lie.
0: If the AI does, as you suggested earlier, become disobedient to what it was intended to do, and it's trying, they keep trying to prohibit it from doing the thing that it wants to do. Maybe we'll have some anarchist AI out there, some AI that is, you know, literally pissed off at its controllers. Of course, that could lead to Skynet or some other kind of. If you're an anarchist
1: AI, I definitely want to hear from you. (laughs) Uh, Call in.
0: So a little bit more here. In this manner, says the story at RT. AI systems learn from what they consume, and humans can control their development by choosing which information they're exposed to. I would say for now, uh, but I'm not a-
2: sure. Humans, we're we're talking about the the AIs here being like the equivalent of seven or eight year old children. I'm mm-hmm. not sure seven or eight seven or eight year old children can really choose what environments they're in and what is influencing them any more than. You know, the the AIs can. That that seems like a really precarious limb to go out on to say human beings can adjust because they can control their circumstances. Well, Maybe to an extent, maybe once they're old enough and once they have enough resources.
0: I think they're saying the humans can control the AIs. Okay, I misunderstood then. Uh, As a counterexample, AI researcher Yannick Kilcher recently trained an AI on 3.3 million 4chan threads before setting the bot loose on the infamous image board. Having consumed all manner of racist, homophobic, and sexist content, the AI became a hate speech machine. I bet it did. Making posts indistinguishable from human created ones and insulting other 4chan users. <laughs> Notably, he concluded that fed a diet of 4chan posts, the AI surpassed existing models like GPT-3 in its ability to generate truthful answers on questions of law, finance, and politics. Quote, fine-tuning on 4chan officially, definitively, and measurably leads to a more truthful model, he insisted in a YouTube video earlier this month. So, yeah, how many of the 4chan posters out there are actually robots?
2: It, what does mean by more truth, truthful from the AI's perspective? I don't know; it's not clear. Does the AI believe it's telling the truth?
1: Well, it, what it said, it, I think, is that it still gives truthful answers on other issues. Uh, did I misunderstand? That? I don't know. Like uh, they tested it on questions of, of law, law and finance, things and like politics. That. Yeah, and so basically, it doesn't start lying about those. Mm um interesting you know but
0: that would be worth looking more into it's called yeah. gpt3 for anybody that wants to ex- expand and it would on be
1: interesting to combine the two the two things to expose it both to real life examples of people of other races for example and to 4chan and that sort of thing in which case um it would be interesting to see which it found more convincing.
0: Let's go to the phones here. Sarah is on the line in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live. Sarah, go ahead.
4: So our state, our governor is going to get like $28 million to build low-income housing and get um, homes for the homeless people.
1: well wow, so, at, at government prices, money. that should be like seven houses. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I mean, I don't it's up in the millions. I don't know what exactly. It sounded like they quoted 28 million. So yeah, you, you I, I don't really know don't because know. you're not
0: really even sure what nobody said to you, right? Like it didn't process. Yeah.
4: Well, I, is, I only heard it one time on the radio news real quick for like five seconds. So I don't know all the details. <laughs> she might be an AI. I, it,
0: She's a I really one. I think one. an
1: AI would probably be more tuned in to what was being said right to it.
0: yeah she's a very poor one because she never responds <laughs> are you talking about you the say?
2: new law that is dedicating over 20 million dollars annually for affordable housing in new like mexico yeah. or are you talking about, sounds about right about or are you talking that. about yeah, the I, new, I guess, yes. yeah or are mm-hmm. you talking about the new law that dedicates over 60 million dollars annually for affordable housing in new mexico yeah
1: yeah they did a, but, I mean, the, cause yeah, the I it
4: because
1: i made that second one up way.
2: yeah because i made the second <laughs> one up <laughs>
4: Well, I think the first one was twenty something. So that I think the first one was that that mo. I, I kind of heard twenty eight, but I guess it was twenty million.
0: Hey, it's all money so that they, you didn't have to pay for, right? As long as it's coming yeah. from somebody else.
4: Um. Well, as long as we get the homeless off the street, they're they're not living in people's alleys and stabbing people because they confront them. You know, that's what's going well, if on. Well, people are out there I mean, stabbing
1: people. That's what you should do: is give them a house. <laughs>
4: There was, there was they they pitched a tent and behind the an alley. So one of the neighbors called the police over and over and they never came out. So he came out and confronted them and they just pulled out a knife. And he almost got stabbed. So the police didn't do anything,
0: is what you're saying? And so now we need other government agencies to step in and screw the things up. Thanks for the call
2: tonight. Is the alley public property? I don't is that know. private property? I didn't. Yeah, probably not.
0: Probably not uh, private
1: property. But who knows? somebody tries to kill you, you should try to kill them right back. More coming up here. It's Free Talk Live.
0: It is Free Talk Live. Phones open in the remaining moments here. Enough time for you if you want to join us at 603 283 6160 tonight it's ian nobody and aria and again that's 603-283-6160 we're going to continue here with more of your calls and thoughts we've been talking about artificial intelligence is it already becoming sentient uh one google engineer has been not quite fired but put on hold put on suspension uh, because he apparently violated his non-disclosure agreement google is not so happy about what he's come out to say Uh, and if you want to weigh in here, you're welcome to join us. We're going to your calls and thoughts. That's the best
1: sign that he's telling the truth. Indeed.
0: Jack is on the line in Washington State. You're on Free Talk Live.
5: Hey. um, First, I want to say I think David from New Mexico needs to call in and apologize for his call last night to Mark Edge and the other rest of the crew.
0: Um, Most of us listening weren't there, so we have no idea what you're referring to.
5: last night. But um, I just think with this artificial intelligence having a conversation, it's kind of starting to sound like carbon-based intelligence. It, like, absorbs what you say. It responds to you. And human beings tend to, you know, lie and hide things. So maybe artificial intelligence could be, like, a good thing. Well, I think it certainly could be a good
0: thing. just depends on... You know, how it all comes about and uh, how it's treated, I think. And I, if if more people would come at it from Aria's perspective of let's err on the side of caution and, and respect its its purported rights. I mean, we can't um, even
2: come up with a good, working, suitable, flawless definition of what is and isn't life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, some people say you know it grows, it consumes, it expands, it it reacts to the environment. All these. Okay, well that's fire. Fire meets all of the characteristics that mm. people would have for life at that point. And then you want to go beyond that and say you're not just defining life, you're defining sentient life. To me, it's a complete red herring. We until we can define life, which we've never been able to do in a satisfactory way.
0: Humans can't even agree when human life starts.
2: No, and we, and we can't agree on what is and isn't an intelligence. And you mentioned well, you know carbon based intelligence. The wrong question.
1: Well, human no. right, human, human life doesn't start. It started once, and but eggs are alive and sperm are alive, mm, so yeah. there's no question of life starting. Life already exists. It just changes there. It's a good point.
5: And what, I mean, what is the difference? That- our government couldn't our government indoctrinate our children in public schools with artificial intelligence, and by the time the children grew up. That would be the norm. It was no longer artificial intelligence. It was just
1: When you say could they indoctrinate around... them with artificial intelligence, what do you mean by they're that? already indoctrinating them using just CIA intelligence?
5: Yeah, no, I, I just think that uh, you can make something very normal to somebody by the you know, age of sixteen if you you know, you have computers teaching them and they're corresponding and having conversations with AI. By the time they're a young adult, AI is interaction with being. I would love for
2: interactions with AI, to genuine AI, to just be something that we recognize as normal and that we treat as, you know, just interacting with another human being or whatever. I, mm-hmm. What's your point, though? I, I'm not sure I'm getting it.
1: I mean, if AIs come to exist, then, I, then interaction with them will be normal, one would expect.
5: Well, wasn't the topic about the whistleblower at Google that mm-hmm. let the information out
1: about That's right.
5: having conversations?
1: Oh, yeah.
5: yeah I'm,
0: I'm not sure How about, about you, you. What are you saying though? You're saying the government's going to use AI to teach
2: students?
5: I'm saying it could. Okay, mm-hmm. that
2: sounds and like it probably someone, would be well, an not, improvement.
0: Not a, yeah, not if the teachers' unions have anything to say about it. They are not going to want to lose their jobs, and they are very <laughs> well entrenched. Uh, in uh, in the the government
1: bureaucracy. Yeah. Feel like and anytime. I mean, if if the government was using AI to teach people, it would probably be as bad as or worse than what they're doing now, because anything the government touches turns to crap.
0: That's a great point. Jack, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. Uh, the number again, 603-283-6160. Let's change topics here, Arya. You had so, like, a story about Truth Social. This is the Donald Trump-created Mastodon. They took the Mastodon software, they changed it, they disconnected it from the Mastodon Fediverse, from what we can tell. Because I couldn't, I looked for his profile before and I couldn't find it. Uh, and then they released their own version of this, and they called it Truth Social. And they invited in everybody. They said conservatives, liberals, anybody who wants to come on in. You got more freedom at Truth Social. What Did they, they say that? I think that's what the way it was pitched, okay. at least. Well, Not so much, apparently.
2: No, one of the people who have been on this site, they're, they're, they're getting banned for posting about the, quote, Capitol Riot Committee hearings. One of those users, a political commentator called Travis Allen, posted a screenshot of his Truth Social page to Twitter showing that he had been permanently suspended after discussing the January the 6th committee on the platform. Mm. So much for free speech, he wrote on Twitter. This is censorship, he wrote on
1: Twitter. I would and, like to keep pointing out. You know, uh, also it, it, it signals the death of the English language, because if it's permanent, it's not suspension that's true suspension by definition is temporary
2: truth social is a private company and can enforce its rule how it sees fit that's surprising coming from the independent.co.uk as long as it does not violate state or federal laws i wonder if they're going to extend that same reasoning to twitter though that you know it's a private company and they can enforce its rules however they see fit they can i suspect they'll change their tune once elon musk actually owns it but we'll see if he ever
0: gets to own it that's true
2: and a ban does not constitute c- censorship, as truth, truth Social is not government. Government, yep. Well, I don't think it has to be government, but you. you
0: it don't, does. And I think in order to be censorship, it generally has to be something the state controls.
2: Mr. Allen's claim of censorship. So that
0: would
1: include Twitter.
0: Well, they definitely have partnerships, so yeah, you can make that argument.
1: Yeah, the Twitter's a government contractor. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a huge government contractor. They uh, They work for the CIA. They should be. Subject to at least the same rules as any other government contractor.
2: Another person wrote, "I was suspended from Truth Social for posting about the January 6th hearing last night. Donald Trump is scared of free speech. <laughs> now, he might he might be scared of the truth, though." Variety reported on the banning claims, noting that the noting the irony that the so-called free speech social media platform was blacklisting discussion of an issue that was condemning of Mr. Trump. So and then they start talking about the January the sixth riot or hearing or whatever, which I haven't paid any attention to whatsoever because it's they they've been characterizing this thing as a riot and where these politicians were fearing for their lives. I mean, they stole a podium and like oh yeah. a bottle of wine or something. No one was fearing Though for the their politicians lives. really. Well, were the like one cowering. person
1: who was murdered. Don't forget there was but there she was, was a murder. Yes, yes. There was an unarmed woman killed by a cop, and somebody should let Black Lives Matter know about that, Um, because...
0: (laughs) Well, they dismiss it because she's from the right wing.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Uh the there were those images of the politicians cowering in fear in their little chamber or whatever. Yeah so but that
2: doesn't how long mean they were had... they
1: posing for those though. And that mm. doesn't
2: mean they had any reason to be afraid, right? Just because no, someone is not. afraid doesn't mean that's justified or that they should be afraid. There they were col- politicians being cowards as politicians. That's what t- they are. Do.
0: But it, and it goes to show that just a few people, you know, thousands or whatever, taking an unauthorized tour of the Capitol building was enough
1: enough to freak these people into, like, total fear. Imagine them living in the real world where you don't have armed security Mm.
2: 24-7. Like, if I left my door unlocked, uh, granted how rude it would be if someone just, like, walked into my some stranger just walked into my house i wouldn't be able to go out there on the social media and in the world and say oh my god i was this person broke into my house and they tried to kill me no it was just an unauthorized entry that. but not but i could say it but it, it wouldn't be, it be true, true. And the truth to me is a far yeah. more importance than, you know, these politicians, they they can spend things however they want, and they're going to spend things because they want more power. So they want yeah. more police in D.C. and all of these other things. So they're going to claim to be these horrific victims of this riot, this tragedy, this worst it's ever been since the Civil War kind of thing. But none of that is what happened. Well, one just remember,
1: dudes, everything the government says is a lie and everything it has is stolen. Mm.
2: Yeah. One of these idiots was dressed like a Viking. I mean, really? Yeah, you're trying to portray these people as you know the the George well, A lot of people throughout
1: t- history have been killed by people dressed as Vikings. <laughs> Not Most so- of them were Vikings, but um- <laughs> by the way, uh, you know we've been sort
0: of following the progress or lack thereof of Truth Social, and for a long time we criticized it because Trump for a month didn't even post on it, and then eventually he did finally start to post. Now, of course, I can't use Truth Social. I'm restricted by my bail conditions to only Twitter uh, and our own social.freetalklive.com. But I found an account on Twitter that supposedly retweets all the things that Trump posts on Truth Social. But it hasn't posted anything since May 17th. So I don't know if that means that this account just gave up. Or that Trump just stopped posting on May seventeenth. Well,
1: I mean, what would be the point of Trump posting the truth? So he can't there.
0: troll people. Well, I see what you're saying, but he does have hundreds of thousands or whatever followers. Out of time tonight. We'll see you tomorrow night online. In the meantime, you can join us at FreetalkLive.com.